You're listening to Radio Influence. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Stand by for the MJ Morning Show. Episode 7 of the MJ Morning Show podcast. And I'll tell you what, people are listening to this podcast. We're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads. You know what's been successful? The commercials that we're running. I'm getting email. Folks that didn't even know we were back because uh, iHeartRadio agreed to sell us commercials which have been running on WMTX 100.7 FM in the Tampa market, as well as 103.5 WFUS country uh, in Tampa. And we're running these 15-second commercials about, hey, do you miss the MJ Morning Show? And they're working because folks are reaching out. Hey, I didn't know you were back. I, I binge listened to the first six podcasts this is episode number seven. Welcome, folks. Froggy, Fester, me, MJ, Todd Schnitt. Now, Fester, if you remember, I gave you that assignment on episode six. That was our first episode back after the Christmas holidays. And we were talking about the car crash at the Sarasota airport where Juan Monsivas drove through the airport uh, you know, ramp area, the secure area, smashed through the back of baggage claim, uh, bashed through the wall like the Kool-Aid man, destroys the luggage belt, bashes his 2015 white GMC Sierra pickup truck into the what? The Alamo National Counter. I mean, the craziest damn video And it looked like the Kool-Aid man busting through the wall. Total insanity. Anyway, number one, I told Fester to try to get Juan Monsivez, the dry... What's his name? Juan Juan Monsivez. Yes. No, no, it's M-O-N-S-I-V-I-S. I told Fester to try to get Juan Monsivez on the podcast, 40 years old, and... Our email just blew up. Everyone's sending me stories from the, the you know the Bradenton Herald and the and Channel Ten. The story is, folks, is that the Florida Highway Patrol they say that Juan Monsivez is in a vegetative state, and they're unsure if he's ever going to recover. I know. He what may, sad news. He's yeah, dead. He may never recover. This this guy may never come out of a coma or a vegetative state. So oh. I don't think we're going to have Juan Monsivas. What the hell is this guy's name again? Monsivas? Juan Monsivas. I don't think we're going to have him on the podcast anytime soon. Yeah, I know you really wanted to have Juan <laughs> on the podcast, but uh, you were obsessed with Juan Monsivas. I, I know you just like his name. You wanted him to. I know it would be a one in a million chance to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have Juan Monsivas on the podcast anytime soon. Juan could hope. The M&MJ song. Now, Fester, be honest. Was that thing good or did that thing suck as badly as I thought it sucked? That's kind of the reason why I never really followed up because we were going to do like a whole 10-track CD of M&MJ, and I never did it because I thought the first one really kind of sucked. It was so awful that it was good. I don't know about that. It was so awful, it was funny, and you listened to it because it was so bad, it made it actually good. 
All right, quick MJ Morning Show flashback when Eminem was really huge. You know, Eminem, and then it ends in M, and then, of course, I was MJ. So it just kind of worked out, Eminemj, and I thought I would do this little, you know, satirical, you know, parody Eminemj deal. Right. And Hey, listen, Eminem, Eminem just put out a new album, so it's good timing. He did. Yeah. I, I know he put out a new album. Murder to Music, or Music to Murder by, I think is what it's called. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It Didn't is. I read that he got visited by the Secret Service for something? Did he make some kind of anti-Trump comment? He makes and anti-Trump comments all the time. I think the Secret Service, I think he made some kind of threat against Trump. They interviewed Eminem over Trump lyrics uh, after TMZ email. I don't know. That's what it says. It happened in- uh, read, read the story. What does it say? It happened in October. It's an old story. Back to Eminem, Jay. This is take out the trash biatch, which a bunch of folks were asking for. You know, it's amazing all of the old material that people remember, and I've forgotten about half of this crap. I, I totally forgot about a lot of the content that people remember and they love and they cherish. So here is a sample of MJ take out the trash biatch. I thought this thing was absolutely awful. Oh, so you think this is a cushy gig, big money, fast cars. I tell you what, I don't want to hear any of your crap until you get your ass out of bed at 5 o'clock in the morning and do a four-hour show. Shut up! Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, yeah. I get up in the morning and Froggy and Fester are yawning and Joey is warning he's gonna blow chunks on the floor. My mic doesn't work and my partner's a jerk In a minute I'm gonna go freaking berserk But first Attention Dave Reinhardt Take out the trash, biatch I'm Eminem I'm the king of the crib, get the hell out my way I'm Pissing you off is how I start my day I'm I use fluoride to prevent tooth decay <laughs> Awful Homes, why am I so screwed up? I tell you why. Tell me why. My nanny used to whack me with a spatula. What's the name of that show with Scott Bakula? Tell me why. I got bit by a dog and got rabies. Fell down, skinned my knee, and got scabies. Tell me why. Mama said no to G.I. Joe with a kung fu grip. Chopped her head off on an acid trip. When I get old, I get the wrinkles. wrinkles. Give me Botox and screw the freaking crinkles. Hey, I said, take out the trash. The crib, get the hell out my way. Pissing you off is how I start my day. I use fluoride to prevent tooth decay. Take out the, take out the, take out the trash, biatch. Lick my shoes, wash my dishes on your knees, and grant my wishes. Scrub my toilet clean, Charlie Sheen. Toilet clean, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> Take out the trash. So, Fest, I thought that was awful. I might be the only one here who is a fan of this kind of music, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Throw it in the trash. At least it wasn't overproduced at all. <laughs> oh, not at all. Uh, by the way, Eric Chase did a wonderful job. And attention, all podcast music troll lawyers that might be looking for some kind of a lawsuit. That is all original. 
So don't don't like put that through some kind of program. Did we steal the track from somewhere? No, oh, we could tell. That, that was all. <laughs> that was all original. I wrote the lyrics. Uh, you know, the music that Eric did. That was the best part about it. You know, the the production. No, I but, disagree. Oh, no, Dave no. Reinhardt was great, and the spatula. The spatula. Ryan was great. spatula. <laughs> Scott Bakula is actually getting a SAG credit for that song. God, that was that was awful. So I, I abandoned the whole MJ project and didn't do uh, a whole CD of like ten or twelve tracks of that garbage you know speaking of dave reinhardt uh we love that guy i mean dave reinhardt may he rest in peace died very young dave came down with uh dementia i went to his funeral and it was just it was just sad dave reinhardt one of the best guys that i ever worked for in my entire broadcast career and i miss dave reinhardt dearly you know what the beauty with dave reinhardt was what was it he was first a DJ and a program director before he became a general manager and a sales guy. So he got it. He understood the biz. You know, the same deal, you know, Dan DiLoretto, who took over after Dave Reinhardt, he was also, you know, top notch. Yeah, a pro's pro. I remember we had an old air check of Dave Reinhardt yeah. when he was on the air in Cincinnati. And yeah, he was WSAI. And he was giving away $5. Yeah. <laughs> like, call, caller number six, you get $5. $5. Dave was the best. Dave Reinhardt, rest in peace. One of the greatest of all time. Anyway, uh, M&MJ, that might be the last time that is ever heard anywhere here on Episode 7 of the MJ Morning Show podcast. This is a funny story. Fester, this was unintentional, but are you going to turn this into Fester Entertainment? Is this, I mean, this, I got to be honest. This is the kind of deal where we need to get a hidden camera or have somebody video this from a distance and play the audio on the podcast. Maybe, you know, put the video on our website. Make a montage. This, folks... This is hysterical. Fester mistakenly got confused for a Target employee. And uh, here's the deal. Fester, explain what your uniform is at RV land or whatever the hell you work uh, selling RVs. So I'm working at RV place. And uh, I wear khaki pants there all the time, right? Khaki pants, business casual. And usually I wear a polo shirt. And I wear a lot of red polo shirts. So it's red polo shirts and khaki pants. I look just like a freaking Target employee. <laughs> so after work, I get home. My wife's there. You know, the kids. So, we go to red Target. Red shirt, right. khaki pants. Right. You, you're Sneak, wearing your sneakers. work gig stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that you go to Target and. And I'm just walking up and down the aisle. My wife's shopping for whatever the hell she's shopping for. I kind of break away. And a lady says, excuse me, sir, do, do you know where electronics are? <laughs> Jeez. And uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, follow me. And follow me, I'll take you to electronics. She turns her cart around, and I'm making idle conversation <laughs> with her. I'm like, hey, how are you today? And she's right, like, oh, so good. It instantly dawns on you that she's confused you for a Target employee. Instantly, because I'm wearing, okay. the only other people who wear red shirts and khaki pants are right. state or state Jake from State Farm. And, right. uh, and and Target employees, <laughs> and uh, I show her to the electronics department, and I'm being friendly. Have a nice day. And I turn around, and there's another guy, an older man, and he's like, "Sir, 
Can you tell me some of the differences between these two television oh sets? Oh, my God. Oh, so, uh, against the back wall where <laughs> yes. they have all the TVs on the wall? Because I'm in electronics <laughs> now, and right, I just right. escorted this customer there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, um, well, yes, I can. <laughs> this one here has crystal crystal vision. I'm making up words and crap I've never even heard of before. Just so, read the label. <laughs> So what? It's Sony and Samsung and a and couple Vizio. of off brands, a right. brand I never even heard of before. I'm like, oh, Crapco. Yeah. Tell me about the Portland. You can take this one, sir, and download an app on your phone and change the channel, and you can blink at your phone, <laughs> and it'll raise the volume. Wait, it has so eye control. <laughs> you, you, wait a minute, you're making up all of this crap? The features on the TV set? I had no idea, but any of these televisions are what That's they do. That's amazing. Blink control. If, sir, if you pucker your lips at this TV, it'll change the channel. Oh, let me try. Let's try it. Mm, <laughs> click. Click. My yeah. God, you got a whole. You got, that, that could be a TV show so, or a YouTube series or so something. So this guy's going on and on with me, and he's really listening and he's into everything <laughs> I'm saying. And I'm like, you, can, you can't go wrong, sir. They're all great. This one has the crystal vision, and this one has the eye control. So it's a win win, <laughs> so, sir. Wait a minute. So the guy's going to buy the TV thinking it has eye blink control. So how many times then, do he's I gonna, blink? <laughs> he's going to be going through the manual. He's going to be looking for how to set up the. Fi- so how long did you jack this guy around? Around. Five minutes, four or five <laughs> minutes. I mean, it, the whole thing happened pretty quickly. But he had, it started with the lady in electronics. Now she is still in the electronics department, so she still thinks I'm an employee. Then I say, wow. you know, have a nice day, just being friendly. Hey, hey Froggy. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling that Fester is moving toward getting a trespass warning at Target For real, where, he, right? where he can't even show up on the premises? You're like running the department at this point. Dude, I have a red card, okay? So I'm a cherished, valued Target oh. shopper. Should have went behind the Dude. cashier register. Dude, this this is a bit, I'm telling you. I mean, we send Froggy, you might have to run the camera. We gotta get a, a microphone, like a little wireless mic, and, and tap it into the video camera, and then you're kind of at a distance, and Froggy, you videotape Fester yeah. just walking through Target. You know, people ask him all kinds of questions, and Fester just comes up with absolute just BS crap uh, at Target, just making stuff up left and right. Hey, speaking of the RV place where you work. Uh, I sent you an email from a podcast listener, another very happy individual, loving that the MJ Morning Show is back with MJ and Froggy and Fester. And a guy says, hey, I'm in the market for an RV, and I understand that Fester's real job now is selling RVs. And I sent Fester the email address and the contact. So that would be what you call a lead. So I gave Fester a lead from a pod. Did you contact the guy? Do you have yeah. an appointment? Are you going to be able to sell him an RV? What's I the story? I contacted him. The guy has crap credit. Oh, nice lead, man. <laughs> no, I'm oh, kidding. Come I'm on. kidding. I'm kidding. No, come on. Well, I'm kidding. So what, no. What, no. What's the deal? No, we've exchanged some emails back and forth. I'm going to send him some ideas. What, what? is he going to come in to see you? We, first, we're going to figure out what he wants to see, and I'm sending him some ideas. He's going to come in. We'll, we'll take good care What's of him. What's uh, MJ's finder's fee? I'm sure, his, I'm sure his credit's fantastic. Well, listen, bottom line is you could end up selling like a $120,000 RV off this deal. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. You never know. That's the funny thing about working a job with the dealing with a lot of the public. You never know what you're working with as far as the, the – I had customers come in in dirty shorts and ripped T-shirts, and they could have bought six of any RV that we had in cash. Then I have other guys pull up in big fancy cars and they're broke as jokes. Do you guys run for the RV like at car dealerships? Like, or do you have like? I don't run anywhere. 
I don't run it. A place could be on fire. I wouldn't run. But you, you know what I mean. <laughs> when somebody's walking up, are you guys like a bunch of sharks? No, no, no. It's like a rotation. Hey, didn't you have a story once, MJ? You went to like a BMW dealership once in like your scuba gear. And they wouldn't give you like the time of day. What I, I did, I remember. Steve, that's kind of where I got this whole thing from. Me, I tell everybody, don't underestimate anybody that walks in. You never know what they are. It came from this story. True story. I was scuba diving. I used to go on this great little six pack dive boat out of Madeira Beach. It was called the Kinda Sorta, and it was run by Ed and Carolyn. I, I have no idea what happened to Ed and Carolyn. If anyone, if anyone can tell me what happened to Ed and Carolyn that ran the Kinda Sorta dive charter out of Madeira Beach, I did hundreds of Gulf dives with them, and they were the best, but I lost track. So I was diving with them on a Saturday. And we went out like at, I don't know, 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. We would go you know, 16, 18 miles out in the Gulf out of, uh, you know, John's Pass. And I come back. I'm wearing, you know, my Birdwell Beach britches. I, you know, I'm wearing a soaking wet T-shirt. My hair is all ratty underneath a baseball cap. And I walked into, I won't mention which BMW dealership, but it wasn't, uh, it was not Fields BMW, <laughs> who, uh, you know, I've had a great long-term relationship with Fields BMW and Fields Mercedes, Gary Gordon over there. And, uh, you know, long-term, I still do, you know, the commercials for Fields on 970 WFLA and, and the sports animal do they call it the sports on wdae you know I, I still do you know commercial i still endorse fields bmw it was not fields it was a different bmw store before i had a relationship with fields and i walk in all ratty and you know listen i certainly had the economic means to buy a bmw they wanted no part of me it was like i was a homeless guy with ebola shooting out of his eyeballs and puking up stuff and also you know breathing that new uh wu bang wu tang clan china virus deal whatever the hell that is uh that that's they wouldn't give me the time of day i walked out i never went back to that oh, place you're like pretty woman Wait, I thought you were like walked in with like scuba tanks on. That's what I was. No, no. I, did. What you, no my, I thought you had like my, a mask and. No, my scuba tanks were still in the back of my car. Well, I'm thinking, of course, you're not no, going to give a car to a guy in scuba stuff. He's a maniac. I did not walk in with okay. my scuba pro BC and a regulator in my mouth or my mask on and my 80 <laughs> cubic foot aluminum tank on my back. No. Thanks for the details. I walked in. It was a, it was after scuba okay. diving okay. that I was, you know, all wet and dripping in a bathing suit, essentially, and I was looking uh, to buy a new BMW, and, well, they they wouldn't give me the time. Well, of how about and, this? And, and, and by your... the way, Froggy, Froggy like, like Pretty Woman, like you said, you know, I, I did not go back and say, big mistake. I, I didn't do that. You never rubbed it in their face? And unlike Pretty Woman, you've never had a sexual relationship with Richard Gere. Or his gerbils. <laughs> Froggy, what, what were we going to say? No, I was going to say, maybe they have a thing where the, you have a wet bathing suit on and they don't want you in their $100,000 cars messing them all up. I have a story here that if Froggy and Fester were involved in this particular story, it would have had a completely different outcome. Now, I'm not making any... Negative comments about the character of Froggy and Fester. I'm not casting aspersions here. Uh, Froggy, look that word up. Uh, but when I saw this story, I'm like, oh, my God. The headline, 
Michigan man finds more than $43,000 in couch that he bought from a thrift store, oh right? Oh, my God. Oh, dude, that's mine. That would be a payday. <laughs> that's, that's money falling in your lap. <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about here. Anyway, this story is a happy ending because the guy that bought the couch gave the money back to the rightful owner. If this had been Froggy or Fester, no effing way oh my god my story would have a happy ending too except to be in a japanese massage parlor oh forty three thousand dollars oh one of those what one of those places on kennedy is that uh <laughs> yeah i may go to armenia i'd have so much money uh, oh anyway my. here's the story howard kirby this happened in owasso michigan so howard kirby buys a second-hand couch from this thrift store, the Habitat for Humanity Restore in Owasso, Michigan. He buys the couch because he's outfitting his man cave at his house. So he buys this old secondhand couch. But it turns out that his daughter noticed that the ottoman felt odd. He had also felt that, you know what, the, the ottoman feels really odd and lumpy. It's not comfortable. The daughter unzips the cushion, and inside the ottoman cushion, stacks of $100 bills. Holy cow. $43,170 to be exact. And this guy, Howard Kirby, said it never dawned on him. He did an interview with a local TV station. He's holding up like fists of cash. He said, my God, I got to pinch myself. I can't believe what's going on. Anyway, he did not feel morally right, Froggy and Fester, in keeping the money. He calls the thrift shop. He calls, what was the name of this place? The, the Habitat uh, for Humanity Restore. Yeah. Restore yeah. in Owasso, Michigan. And they were able to track down the woman. It turns out Kim Fouth Newberry, she got the couch after her grandfather died. Last year. So she didn't want the couch. So the old man kept all his cash? It, exactly. So the, the old guy, the grandfather, had the money shoved in the couch. Nobody in the family knew that this guy had 43 grand shoved in the ottoman for the couch set. And luckily, they had this guy, Howard Kirby, that bought the couch. And he was an honest guy. Gave every single penny back and of course the story here is if froggy or fester had bought this this lady would be sol nobody would have known anything about the cash and of course uh froggy would have probably blown it on coke and hookers coke and never would i ever do that he's number a pepsi one. man first of all <laughs> number <laughs> two that guy or he would have got away with it. He's an, he's yeah, an idiot. Well, first of all, MJ, it would, have, it would not have just been Froggy and I. It would have been like 98% of society. Yeah. Because you know when you think about it, if it's an old person, when you see it in the couch, you know it's probably an old person that left it there, and then the, the other girl didn't know about it. He would have got away with it scot-free. It's not like it fell out of a Brinks truck. I mean, come on. What a weird. Anyway, the woman is ecstatic. Now, Kirby, he did ask a lawyer. Hey, I found this money in the couch. What's the story? The lawyer said that he was under no obligation to give the money back. It was kind of like, you know, finders, keepers, oh, okay. so losers, now he's an weepers. Idiot. He's a jackass. So he said that 
while legally he didn't have to return the cash, he thought it was the morally correct thing to do. Uh, uh, morals, for all you look that up in the dictionary as well. She give him half at least. No, she didn't well, give him anything. That is a really good question, Froggy. I couldn't find anywhere where the woman offered him a reward. Just couldn't find any details on that. I did see where somebody started a GoFundMe account to try to raise money for Howard Kirby for his good deed. And as of right now, it's got $1,575 of a $10,000 goal. Anyway, Kirby did say that he could have used the money for a new roof on his house. Oh, God, Kirby, what a dope you are. Oh, you stop it. Come on. That's you would hope. You would hope that people would do the right thing and yeah, turn the money hold, in. Hold on. She didn't even know. I mean, it'd be one thing if I put the money in there and then yeah. I lost it and I would hope somebody would return it to me. But grandpa is dead. And he's gonna get screwed at the end. Look at this. You wanna hear a great story on people doing the right thing? Chloe, can you believe Chloe is 18 years old? Can you believe my little Chloe? Do you remember when she would come into the studio during the MJ Morning Show? She is 18 years old. She's going off to college. She's been recruited to play Division I soccer for a major university. I mean, this this is crazy. Chloe, last week, came out of a store and was holding some items, and she was also holding her wallet. She dropped her wallet. With her ID, credit cards, there was like a hundred bucks in cash, and she gets home, can't find the wallet. We immediately race there. There's no wallet. The store didn't have uh, the wallet, but there were multiple stores uh, in a row where she thinks she might have dropped it. We're like, uh, this is gone. It's over. She, you know, had her ID in there. I'm thinking about like stalkers now and all kinds of crap. Two days later. She gets contacted with an with a, a message on Instagram, and someone says, "Hey, did you lose your wallet? Are you the Chloe who lost her wallet? Uh, if you can tell us the school that your ID card is from, we'll then tell you where your wallet is." And I was like, "Whoa, hang on a minute!" I was like, "Chloe." Let me get in the middle of this. I don't need you calling anywhere or showing up by yourself. Let me just ascertain this is not, uh, you know, some wacko, sicko pervert that found your wallet, saw a cute uh, school yeah. ID, uh, you know, with this cute 18-year-old girl in it. Anyway, I quickly ascertained that it was an actual store. We confirmed that it was, you know, Chloe's school that she went to, and then they told us the store, and somebody had found it on the sidewalk out of this row of stores and turned the wallet in. Wow. Everything wow. was there. Her ID card. She even had that passport card. You know the little mini passport card that you can get? To go on cruises? Uh, to, yeah, to supplement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To supp- She even had that in there because she had traveled recently uh, and she used that for ID. And somebody turned the whole damn thing in. Every single dollar was in the wallet. So I, I, I do have some faith in humanity, except I'm just thinking now, if Froggy or Fester would have found the wallet, gone. Dude, I had the opportunity to do a great deed this week, and I yeah, did Yeah, what was that? Uh, there's a really old guy that lives in my parents' neighborhood, and he still tries to mow his yard. And there's a ditch, and the grass was so high. Right. And his mower was sideways on the ditch, and it was stuck, and it was <laughs> starting to rain. And I right. thought, I was at the stop sign, and I go, oh my gosh. I go, should I get out, and should I help him? Because he's going to crush himself with a 
And I just kept on going. <laughs> oh, come on. So he it could have toppled over. It, it could have. Ch- it could have chopped him up. It could have toppled over. He could have. He got stuck in the rain. And I, I was thinking about myself, really. I didn't want to get sick. It was raining. Well, actually, summer. that's a step up for you, Froggy, that you actually even thought for 10 seconds about helping the guy. But, and then you moved on. I mean, there was a time when you wouldn't even think about helping him. So I think we're making some improvements <laughs> that you thought about it for just a few seconds. You're coming along, like, man. Eight yes, seconds. You- eight seconds. I can't risk. I don't want to get hurt. Oh, my God. Anyway, I think we finished up the couch story, but um, it's a nice story. 43000 bucks in the sofa. You know, the other question is, how much money does this guy have stashed elsewhere? Right? I mean, did, did this grandfather stash cash other places that they'll never even find the money that he stashed? Do you guys want to know a little secret about, because I've been, in the last couple of years, big into metal detecting and magnet fishing. What? Yeah, I've, I've been metal detecting, magnet. I do research, so if you see an old house with a tree in the front yard with a big, you know some of those trees have big cracks in them, big holes? Right. If you want to search those trees in front of old houses, people are finding stacks of cash. That old people hide cash in those in those old trees. There's a little metal detecting uh, hint for whoa, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why would people put paper money outside? Uh, in a in box. Class? Yeah. In a box? Right, oh, yeah. in a box. Of All right. Of course. Just same reason why you hide in a couch, but these oh, it's a little metal detecting, little treasure hunting trick there. So <laughs> what do you go on? What do you go on message boards online? What yeah. are they, do they do they have a Reddit metal detector board? Is oh, that it? You won't believe the stuff I found. I can't legally talk about some of the stuff I found. Well, well no, 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 no. What, what have you found? What have you found metal detecting? It's it wasn't metal detecting. It was magnet fishing, and I can't talk about it. You find a gun? Oh, oh that's the gun. Don't talk about that. I mean, no, no, I'm, MJ, talk, I'm MJ, talking about MJ, that. MJ, I'm no, no. serious. MJ. No. no. MJ? We no, found a gun? About MJ. Was it loaded? It could be. This could be. Well, for, first of all, this is another example of you not doing the right thing. Uh, we, hold on a minute. We, we didn't talk about this on one of the early podcasts? Not yet. No. Do you still no. have it? Oh, folks. No, I'm not talking let, about it. So, yes, we are. That I remember enough of the story that I'll talk about oh. it. What if it was uh, the commission uh, of a felony? No, uh, hold on. Here, well, that's the story. So, Froggy is with his pal, and were you guys like in Dunedin or something? Where were you? Oh, come Froggy, on. Where, 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 where Dunedin. Was over, yeah, it, well, what was the bridge? What, what was the bridge? The second Dunedin overpass. Is that the name so, of the dumb bridge? The second overpass? <laughs> it's just the, the second Dunedin overpass to go to Dunedin. So you guys are in your little flat boat and you're magnet fishing. And Do you know what magnet fishing you, is? Yeah, you, you, it's it's to find metal objects under the water. You get a 500 pound thrust magnet. <laughs> it's really nerdy. <laughs> what are you? Fish CSI? It's so stupid. All right. First of all, how long ago is this? You, I think you told me this story about a year ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. A year ago, probably. <laughs> I don't so, want to talk about this. So No, we are. This is a great story. Uh, so Froggy and his friend, they pull up a gun. It's like some, I think, a, a nine millimeter. I, I tracked down. Didn't I tell you what brand it was and yeah. everything? Froggy finds this gun thrown into the water off of a bridge in Dunedin. The first thing that comes to mind, this is like a, a gun that was used to murder somebody, used to like strong arm rob a liquor store, and then it was thrown out of a car window over the bridge in the water. And I'm like, Froggy, you've got to call the police. Look, he's showing Fester a picture of it right oh now. Oh, my God. Look at this thing. That's the gun. Yeah, I have a so picture of it. He's got a picture of it on his cell phone right here. And he, <laughs> look at this thing. Look and at they, that. And those, the 
Do, do, do you see that little scratched off part right there? Is that the serial number? Is that where I, I was supposed yeah, to be? I, I, yeah, the serial number I think was scratched off of the gun. Oh my so god! Where I is it told, now? I, I I I don't know where it's at. It's at your house. No, isn't it's it? not. It's that's not at your my house. house. It's not. No, oh I don't have god. it. I told Froggy immediately that he's got to call the the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. You've got to report this. And uh, I think Froggy, your friend took the gun, right? Yeah, yeah. My friend has the gun. And I what's his first it. name? What's his last name? His name is Skippy Mc McNellius, <laughs> and he's a really he died two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, he died two weeks ago. So, and you guys never called the cops. I'm like, dude, this could solve a murder. Here's the thing: is that I've seen. I went through and I did a lot of research, uh, and there's a lot of videos of people finding guns while magnet fishing. Yep. And they always call the cops, and the cops say, hey, there's nothing we could do about it. The cops, the gun is a little far gone. If you see the gun, the gun's completely rusty. So they say, you can't. Second of all, I've, I've handled the gun. So Your they're fingerprints gonna... are on it. Yeah, so they're going to find my fingerprints on it. Oh, they can eliminate Duh. you? Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a problem that I don't need right now. Mm. Okay. That gun was used in probably a murder that's unsolved, and you are preventing the family of the murdered victim from having closure. That is so Skippy McNellis's problem. <laughs> he's dead. Who died he, two weeks ago. And he's dead. Dead, so dead, dead. What can we do about it? I'm pretty sure they buried the gun with Skippy. So <laughs> He shot himself with the gun. He was, he was buried at sea with the gun. Listen, I don't know what to do about it. It's, it's just... it's. It, an amazing thing. So, Dude, do the right thing. I know you don't want to mention your friend's real name. Why don't you guys do the right thing and call the police and say, yeah, we've sat on evidence for a year. Okay, I'll call Skippy's <laughs> Skip mom. Put it, have Sharver put it in the mailbox. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, I'm sorry. Come on, obviously that's an edit point. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, what are y'all doing? No, I'm not editing that. That's that's staying that's staying right in this episode of the MJ Morning Show podcast. Uh, by the way, folks, if you want to get a hold of us, if you have any comments, questions, you can email MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. And of course, oh, the website's redesigned. So we've got a, it's still not where it's going to end up, but we've redesigned the mjmorningshow.com website, which uh, now all of the episodes can play right from the website. I mean, the, the website's a lot more convenient, mjmorningshow.com. You ready for another creepy story here? <laughs> Listen to this, and I know that, Frog, you're going to have all kinds of nefarious thoughts here. Have you guys ever heard, and I saw this over the weekend, it was a New York Times story. Then the CNET.com technology website, they picked up the story. Have you guys ever heard of Clearview? Uh, was that no. a part of town? No, not Clearwater. Uh, yeah. Clearview. I don't know, maybe it's a suburb. I don't know. Well, it's not. Uh, Clearview has nothing to do with it. It's no geographical location. Clearview is an app that lets people take a photo, and then potentially completely ID who you are. This is amazing. At this point, it is only being used by law enforcement and I think the FBI. There's a startup tech company called Clearview AI, as in AI. You know what that means, Fester? Uh, yeah. What? A lot what does of, AI mean? A lot of intelligence. No, artificial intelligence. Oh, 
Ass, ass intelligence. Did you say ass itch? It's not ass itch? No, it's not. It's AI clear view is, ass itch. Yes. It's artificial intelligence. Oh, oh. And this it's is anal startup. irritation. <laughs> anal irritation. Clear view <laughs> anal irritation. Where do I sign so, up? Yes. All right. Clearview AI, they have a new app that's being used by hundreds of law enforcement agencies across the country. The FBI is using this tech as well. Listen to this. The app works by comparing a photo to a database. This Clearview AI, they have scrubbed or scraped off over 3 billion, with a B, pictures from Facebook, Venmo, YouTube, and other websites. So all of the pictures that people take that are in the public domain, they've scraped off these pictures, put them in their database. The way this app works is you can take a picture of anybody anywhere. So, Fester, I see you in Target, for instance, and I'm like... Hmm, what are that guy's name is? I wonder where he lives or what information's available about him. You could, let's say, a hot babe. You're at a, a lightning game, and uh, behind you there's some hot babe sitting in, in the stands. You take a picture of the hot babe. This app, which is not commercially available yet, but that's the, that's the key word, yet, you take a picture of an individual, then you run it through the app. It compares the picture to billions and billions of images, and... It can identify uh, by name, depending on the information's out there. You might have the name of the person you took a picture of anywhere, their address, maybe where they work, all kinds of other businesses they could be linked to, websites. I mean, th- I mean that could be really nefariously used. Wow, that's a lot of information. That's creepy, man. I don't like that. It is. So law enforcement is using it now, but investors... And, you know, those that are involved in the company, they think it's just a matter of time before this app is going to be available, whether it's free and then you pay for each search. Uh, who knows? Or whether you pay for the app and then you pay for each additional search. Who knows? But they're banking on the fact that this is going to be available to anyone who can take a picture of some, Unless we all have cameras on our cell phones. So anywhere you are in public, you take a picture of somebody. And then when this app is available to the public, you can run the picture through and then you can know exactly who that person is. Guys, that is a really creepy piece of technology. And listen, bottom line, we are on camera everywhere. Like Fester, your RV place. How many how many cameras do they have at your RV place, for instance? 486. That's why he takes I mean, his look, naps in the RVs. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I mean, am I right? Are there cameras all over the place? Yeah, there's a bunch of cameras. We have one salesman that actually sleeps at his desk. And I'm like, you dumbass. There's 800 beds out there. Just go in one of the RVs. Go find an RV and sleep on that. Dude, this guy just yeah. sleeps right at his... He, he, he can sit up and he like props his cell phone on his stomach so it looks like he's looking at his cell phone, but he's really asleep. It's not good for job security. And I'm like, Nathan, what the hell are you doing, man? Go to an RV and sleep. Now, seriously, though, when you think about our daily travels these days, 
You can't go anywhere. You go to Publix. They've got cameras in the parking lot. You go into the store. They've got cameras all over the place. Our lives, wherever you go, whether it's school, whether it's a government building, the surveillance cameras that municipalities and government just have on the street, everywhere you go, you you might be uh, in front of a car that has a dash cam and he's videoing you, your car, your license plate, the whole deal. Wherever we go, it's like total surveillance society anyway at this point and then uh, can you imagine being able to take a picture of anyone and then finding out who that person potentially is and all kinds of information that's like a stalker's dream yeah but you have to get right in front of the person's face to take the picture of them because if somebody does that to me i'm snatching their phone you know it's not gonna happen do you remember i took that picture froggy of that guy leaving the wawa who i thought was you yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had my phone, I made it look like I was face chatting to myself or to somebody, but I was really videotaping him walking out. And this guy looked like Froggy MJ perfectly, except like 40 pounds fatter. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell did Froggy let happen to himself? So, <laughs> he let himself go. So I'm like, hey, Goose! <laughs> hey, Froggy! The guy doesn't answer, so I take a video of him. Like, it looks, it's your fat doppelganger. <laughs> I could have ran that and found out who he was. Bottom line is, not available to the public yet, but the investors, private equity, they think this Clearview uh, AI, which doesn't stand for ass itch, it is uh, artificial intelligence, that this is going to be available to the general public sometime in the future. An MJ Morning Show flashback. You know it's been great for information? I know we said that we were going to have Kristen Powell on and maybe Lamosa on in this episode to talk about us totally scamming American Idol probably uh, next week. Oh, and incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, this is big news. Ladies and gentlemen, the MJ Morning Show podcast, we are now going weekly. So no more of this bi-weekly, every two-week deal. The MJ Morning Show podcast, beginning with this episode, we are now going weekly. So very excited about this. But uh, Kristen Powell, she's been a wealth of information. She just texts me. Like, every day I get, like, like 150 texts from oh, her with gosh. all of the stuff. No, it's great. How bored is she? No, it's it's awesome. She she's reminded me of some of this stuff. Do you remember when there was like this big flu scare? And I can't remember whether it was one of like the, the chicken flus or the, flu? the bird flu. Bird I don't flu? know what I can't remember what it was. But do you remember we sent Lamosa out and she got a hold of a bunch of syringes and filled them with, with yellow mountain dew? And she was walking around in in public. And she had a sign that said free flu shots. <laughs> and she would stop people. Then she'd pull the syringe out of her hair. She had all the syringes <laughs> stuck in her hairdo. And then she pull, and she's just walking up to people on the street with a syringe saying, hey, would you like a free flu shot? Do you- How did that bit end? Did she actually stick people with the needle? Lamosa. I think She's I the think best. the police were called. <laughs> oh my god! I, I do. I think that, that bit ended with the police being called. She's walking around with hypodermic needles in her head with Mountain Dew in them. Of course, the <laughs> cops are called. What do you call the needles? Hypodermic. No, they're not. They're not hyper. They're hyper. They're hypodermic. <laughs> no, no, hi, no. They're not hyper as in hyperactive, Froggy. Hypo. Oh, whatever they are. Hypodermic needle, not hyper. Hypodermic needle. Hypodermic needle, exactly. Look that up. Yeah, look that up. I I think that bit ended with the police actually uh, being called, and I think we had to say, hey, it's MJ. Hey, hey, police, how are you? And I, I think we were able to walk it off the ledge.
<laughs> Lamosa might have been the best intern ever, I think. Number one. Lamosa was fantastic. And, uh, no offense, Kristen. Accompan- <laughs> no, no, Kristen was great as well. And when Kristen was accompanied by Lamosa at American Idol, you know, they both got on TV because then Lamosa, she played the <laughs> hell no bit after uh, Kristen Powell was told by Simon and Paula Abdul and Randy Jackson. It was the, it was the original crew. It was season three. All right, we'll get into that next episode. We even have the audio of Simon chastising her and them telling her that she's awful, that was terrible, that was not serious. So we'll get into that in the next episode. We have the original audio. We also need to find the audio of our amazing reenactment. That was terrible. Kristen was Kristen. MJ was right. Simon Cowell. I was Paula Abdul. Dana was right. Randy. Oh, that, they, the big fat Dana, the intern, or the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. the, the engineer. Yes. Was, Dana was Raymer, he's great, yeah. He was Randy Jackson. Yeah. And I was Ryan Seacrest. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Folks, send us email, comments, questions, bit requests, things you remember. Also, uh, we're pretty close to probably selling some advertising because the downloads are getting uh, really significant. So we're probably getting close to selling advertising uh, to advertisers. Can you imagine in the middle of this phenomenal content that we do a couple of minute commercial live for your business? Hold I on. So, I got one ready. Have you guys heard of Maury's Wigs? <laughs> no, MJ, we, we what, really from, have to talk wait, wait, about wait, wait, this. Hold on a minute. From, from Goodfellas? Yeah, he wants to come on board. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, Maury from Maury's Wigs. Uh, Fess, what were we going to say? No, we got to talk about this because, you know, a lot of podcasts, when they get started in their first couple app, a- advertisers, yeah. are like really... Like like Adam and Eve sex things. Are we gonna have like those kind of advertisers? We're gonna yeah, have like it's all know? gonna be little blue pills for erections. No, no, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna try to. No, I'm gonna try to get real advertisers. Listen, our show, our advertising was huge. The MJ Morning Show. We met. You know what I figured? You want to hear something amazing? From 1994 until the end of the MJ Morning Show in 2012. Do you know what I figured that we made in revenue? For the company, I, I did a rough estimate, just a rough guess. 20. 18 years of the show. How much revenue do you think the MJ Morning Show, first MJ and BJ, and then MJ Morning Show, what do you think my estimate is on the amount of revenue that we brought in over all the years? Uh, Got to be 114 bucks at least. If, if I was going to guess a serious number, I'd yes. guess uh, $300 million. What? My number is about two hundred and fifteen million. You is, didn't hit three hundred yeah. million. I estimated about two hundred and fifteen wow. million dollars. Uh, but then there's residual because you know we carried a lot for the entire radio station. So you know I think we helped prop things up. You know rising tide kind of theory there. Wow. Anyway, folks, MJ at MJMorningShow.com. If you want to send us uh, email requests for content, anything you remember, just want to say hello. You want to advertise. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Of course, the website is MJMorningShow.com. All of the outlets, all of the big podcast platforms to listen to the MJ Morning Show podcast. On Twitter, it's at MJMorningShow. Follow us on Twitter, at MJMorningShow. My personal Twitter feed is at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. And on Instagram, I'm at Certified. Todd Schnitt.
Wow, $215 million. Spread the word. The MJ Morning Show is back. This has been episode number seven. We'll see you next week for episode number eight. The MJ Morning Show. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>